Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Even the Score podcast, a podcast about soundtracks and scores from movies, TV shows, and video games. I am, of course, Don, and I am joined once again by my co-hosts, Anthony and Jason. Hello to you both. Good afternoon. What's happening, Don? Let's talk about what is happening in today's episode. When we were first talking as a trio about the podcast, the different themes and episodes we'd like to record, one topic kept coming up that was universally loved by all three of us. Cartoons. Specifically watching cartoons on Saturday mornings in our youth. We're talking classic 80s and 90s cartoons that we still love to this day. And us being a podcast about music from movies, TV shows, and video games, our discussion eventually turned to TV cartoon theme songs. And that's where we are at today. Settling the age-old debate of which TV cartoon theme song is the best. We discussed our options as to how to determine which theme song reigns supreme, but the only thing we could come up with was doing some research, ranking the theme songs from 1 to 64, and then putting them into a bracket challenge. Very similar to the March Madness College Basketball Tournament from the States. So that's what we did. We looked at a bunch of lists that ranked TV theme songs, averaged all that data out, and came up with our own rankings, and then seeded our competitors. So the top-ranked theme song, when averaging out the data, was our overall number one seed. The second highest-ranked theme song was the number two seed. Third was the number three seed, all the way down to the 64th-ranked TV theme being our 64th and final seed of the tournament. The 64 teams have been broken into four regions so that 16 theme songs get grouped together and battle to try and win their region. Each region will have a single winner, and those winners will go into the final four. Four then is whittled down to two, and then from those two, a winner emerges for the entire tournament. The best TV cartoon theme song is finally declared. But this being our show, we of course wanted to have some say as to what got into the competition. So just like in March Madness, we created three play-in rounds, one for each of us, to put one of our four selected theme songs into the bracket. So what we did is we each picked four theme songs not already listed in our research, ranked them, and they will duke it out to see who makes it into the tournament. We're going to cover those rounds first, and that allows each of us to get one of our selections into the tournament. They're going to be fairly low seated, so they're going to have a battle making it through each of the different rounds, but we still wanted to have a little bit of say and get in some theme songs that really made our childhood great. Now, we want you to follow along with us as we go through this tournament. We won't be playing any clips like we normally do in our episodes, as that would just be way too much. So we've created YouTube playlists, which you can find on our YouTube account, Even the Score Podcast. That will let you listen and make your own decisions as to which theme song was better. We've also posted our play-in round brackets in the first region bracket, the He-Man region, on our Twitter account, at EvenTheScorePod, and our Instagram account, at EvenTheScorePod. So follow us there and download the brackets. We know this is a lot of information, so this is going to be a multiple episode arc. Follow along in each episode, talk to us on Twitter or Instagram about your brackets, and make sure you listen to the playlist on our YouTube account. But let's kick off with talking about our first play-in round. Jason, your name was randomly selected to go first, so how about you tell us about your four theme songs you selected for your play-in round matchups? So the four that I chose uh, were the theme from uh, Robotech which has a really interesting backstory. I mean, I'm not going to talk about that here, but I would encourage you to look at that, like some of those uh, documentaries on YouTube. I learned some stuff ahead of this episode that I had no idea 
for example, that was like three separate anime that were brought together for one series. Anyways, that was just such an epic part of my like early childhood. It was something that I woke up for first thing in the morning. I heard that theme. I would be like planted with my bowl of cereal, like as close as I could to the television. It was kind of like my everything. There are probably some really good reasons for that, especially after seeing like the documentary, but it was unlike anything else that was on TV. And when I heard that theme, it was like it was go time. Um, the second thing on my list was uh, Silverhawks. I, you know, you could tell, but when you're watching it from the animation style, it's like, oh yeah, this is the same thing as like Thundercats, more or less. And the premise, you know, the same number of characters, like it, there's lots of similarities there. But one thing that Silverhawks didn't get sort of like shafted for compared to uh, Thundercats was its theme song. I mean, Thundercats, you know, that theme is great, but Silverhawks had like a really epic sort of. I don't know if it was just sort of like the the piped in uh, screeching of the bird or the, the key change in through the theme or something like that, but it was just really epic. And it was a good show. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people don't know it as well as Thundercats, but that theme was pretty epic to me. The other two are sort of like the sweet, sensitive side of Saturday morning cartoon and after school cartoons. And I grew up to different versions of the Bugs Bunny and Friends, Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show sort of theme, the opening, the overture, curtain lights. And, you know, there are other songs on here that are like pretty awesome. It's like when you heard that particular theme, at least for me, it's like, you know exactly what was about to happen. It was maybe not the most exciting part of like Saturday morning or like after school but it was a very consistent part. I think I found myself singing that song at like weird times after the fact. I mean, you know, it's just one of those, you know, that overture, curtain lights, it's just, it's really great. And I think I will always have some form of nostalgia for that. And then finally, Muppet Babies. Um, Muppet Babies was one of those things where it's like, I didn't really even see it coming when it first started to air on TV. It was like, oh, wow. <laughs> baby Muppets and stuff. This is great, you know, but then there was something kind of funky about that sort of swing. I, I'm now blanking on the, the exact genre that it is, but like what they were emulating there with the theme, that swing and everything, it was really cool. And I liked Muppet Babies a lot growing up and that theme was definitely a big part of it. I'll rest on that note. Fantastic. So we went into the play-in round. Uh, so you had them ranked there one through four. So Robotech went up against Muppet Babies in the first round. And we had uh, a vote there. It broke down to being 2-1 Muppet Babies. I was the only one outside of the Muppet Babies purview there. Uh, Anthony and Jason, you both crushed it there with uh, with Muppet Babies. So Muppet Babies advanced. Any Muppet thoughts on, on that? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was hard to me, and I was explaining to you guys like while we were before we actually started recording, is I think that the Robotech theme is awesome as it is. It's hard for it to stand on its own without the images that were broadcast alongside with it. Some people kind of liken it to almost like a soap opera cartoon form for kids. And there was so much like in the theme that sort of like hyped you up for different parts of the story that without sort of that visual context along with the theme, like it just, that's what was epic to me, not so much just the music by itself. So. Only for that reason, I had to give Muppet Baby the nod over it. Perfect. Anthony, why'd you pick Muppet Babies? Uh, well, interestingly, uh, one of the first movies I ever saw on VHS or at home was, I believe, the great Muppet Caper, where the Muppet Babies debuted. So there's a sequence in the movie 
where like there's baby Muppets and they're all like uh, rocking out to oh, it's a uh, Led Zeppelin song. Anyway, I'm gonna like have to look it up because that's where like the original Muppet Babies came from is this like clip from the movie. And so I was always in love with Muppet Babies, even when they were featured in the movie. So when I saw that there was a cartoon, uh, I immediately tuned in and watched a lot. And I would sing that theme song a lot. And I still do, as indicated about four minutes ago. Now, I was on board with Muppet Babies as a youth. I absolutely watched it. Just in in listening to the theme songs again, I was definitely on board with Robotech just because I think it's now kind of more my thing, but I will freely accept Muppet Babies going on there. (laughs) Um, So we had our 2-3 matchup. We had uh, Silverhawks versus Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show, and this one was a clean sweep. All three of us went with Silverhawks, even though I will freely admit I'm, I'm with you there, Jason. I catch myself singing Overture, Candlelight's, Constantly. on with the show this is it <laughs> yeah exactly and then the marching of everybody out coming out there so um i just i really liked silverhawks i think it did something really cool and different again it's kind of that same reason why i was voting for robotech so any thoughts on silverhawks there jason moving on to the uh, next round just that it's a really awesome and underappreciated cartoon with a fantastic theme song i have never seen silverhawks but hot damn that theme song's good so we came down to the final for uh, Jason's bracket here, Muppet Babies versus Silverhawks. And we have a, a winner from a two-to-one decision. We've got Silverhawks moving into the round of 64. So congrats to Silverhawks moving on. It's just a really good theme song. My bracket was up next, and I had a uh, a number one that I think will absolutely fill our Canadian content for this episode, and that was the intro theme song to The Raccoons. I mean, I am a huge Raccoons fan from my youth, and I know, uh, Anthony, as the other Canadian on this, uh, this call, you were uh, bopping along with that, and you helped me move it along as well into the next round, uh, but we'll get to what the matchup was in a minute. Um, but uh, my number two pick, was The Adventures of Tintin. For me, when I think about cartoons that have epic theme songs, that's the one. And what I continue to come back to with that theme song is uh, there's an orchestrated version that I found on YouTube. Um, I don't know what orchestra did it, but I can listen to on repeat and still feel like the epicness of the show and and the, the real sort of way that they build tension and suspense in the theme song. And for, for a theme song to get translated in such a way to be done by a proper symphony, I think it's, it's it's amazing. So that's why I wanted to select that as number two. Number three absolutely demonstrates my cute and cuddly side when I was a youth. It is The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, as we were discussing before the call, I was the one uh, who had the talking Teddy Ruxpin doll where you shoved tapes into his back and he talked along with you. It was amazing. Uh, we did not run it on low batteries, Anthony. We are, <laughs> we are good, normal people. <laughs> What? Nobody else did that? I So I was saying before that when I was younger, my neighbor had a Teddy Ruxman doll, and anytime we played with it, we would always put the dead batteries in so it would slowly tell the story and sound drunk. That would terrify me as a youth, and now I'm starting to understand the themes of your enjoyment of horror yes, and yes. really freaky things starting yes. to come through in youth, for sure. The fourth pick that I uh, selected on the list, I, I had a discussion with my buddy Travis about what theme songs we really liked, and I was really having a struggle about what I would want to put into the bracket, and the one that I eventually came up with was the Venture Brothers. I know that kind of doesn't fit that whole Saturday morning after school. It is more of an adult cartoon. It's something that I watched probably about a decade ago, but 
I really wanted to get that in there. I like what they've done with it. It's big, it's bombastic. It's got, again, that sort of 60s spy, but really fast scatting sort of jazzy theme song. So that's why I selected that one. Um, and then we went into the play-in round. So uh, the Raccoons went up against the Venture Brothers, and the Raccoons made it through 2-1. to one. I think the only dissenting opinion was from our resident American in the room, Jason. I just wish I understood the Raccoons better. I, I really gave it a go. When you all told me this was one of your picks, I was like... I. You know, my wife and I literally sat down in front of the TV, went to YouTube, looked for the like, you know, we found the pilot episode. We started watching it. And we were like, yeah, I don't <laughs> understand this. So let's do something what else. I, I know. So I guess putting that up against Venture Brothers was for me, it was kind of like a weird contest because I just didn't have the nostalgia for the raccoons. But, you know, hey, democracy. So Fair exactly. Dinkum. Fair dinkum. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, as uh, as a you were rocking the nostalgia there with the raccoons. Any thoughts on it moving on to the second round here? I was happy to see the raccoons represented, and I totally get you, Jason. Like, I think the raccoons is a time and a place. Like, I've never really had the urge to like go out and be like, man, I need to binge all the raccoons cartoon series. But looking back on it, it definitely was like a big part of my childhood, and so yeah, I was happy to see it. We came into the next play-in. It was uh, Tintin versus Teddy Ruxpin. And this is where the podcast is going to take a dark <laughs> turn. Because my pick out of this round, Tintin, got crushed 2-1 to one by a talking bear. <laughs> it was I, yeah, tragic. Yeah, Tintin got done dirty by Teddy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Don. I really am. You're going to key it over to us anyway. So let me just say that, I mean, Tintin for me, maybe it's because of the slight age difference or I don't know. Like when you played the clip of that, I, I got sort of like PBS uh, <laughs> vibes from it. Sort of like the midday cartoon that uh, yes, I think, yes. you know, it's one of those things where it's like if it's on and there was absolutely nothing else on, you might watch it. But... Barring that, it just, I don't know, it didn't grab me the same way. So I'm, I'm really sorry. I hate to tear apart your childhood like that, but it wasn't doing it for me. Sorry, Don. I get it. This is what we've all signed up for. Somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. And if it's mine, damn it, I'll deal. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be come up at his back like later on in the brackets. No, I am not a vengeful person. We are going to go through this bracket with complete uh, understanding that two to one wins. That's just how it's going to be. And I was confident in Tintin moving on, but I get it. I have Teddy Ruxman my, as my third. I mean, that's it's still on my list and it moves on to the next round. And I'm pleased with that. Then we got into the raccoon versus Teddy Ruxpin and my biggest thing here was that I think the raccoons has a better end theme than it does an intro theme so for anybody who's seen the show there's this classic intro where it goes through the story this is the evergreen forest and you go through it and you, re you learn about Bert and you learn about Cyril Sneer and, and it kind of gives you the the overview of the of the show but the real banging song that comes out of the raccoons is that run with us uh, at the end during the end credits and it's fantastic so I would say that Teddy Ruxpin beats the raccoons because of of Teddy Ruxpin's superior intro theme 
And I can say that it was voted two to one moving forward that uh, Teddy Ruxpin is the winner of my play in bracket. And it goes up against a real tough opponent going into uh, into our round of 64. But there we are. We have completed um, two thirds of the play ins. Now we're going to drift down to Anthony's selection. Anthony, um, your first your overall number one pick there for your play in bracket is Rainbow Bright. Please tell us. The wonders and the amazing things about Rainbow Bright and why that was uh, your number one selection. Well, I think when I was a young kid, particularly Saturday morning cartoons were really my exciting time of the week. And Rainbow Bright was just this fun little girl who was in a world of gray and she freed the color kids and the beginning theme song of that contains specific 80s sounds that I love the the sounds of them. And so when we were talking about Rainbow or when we were talking about cartoon theme songs, that was the first one that came to mind because I was a huge Rainbow Bright fan as a kid. I had a doll, I had a twink, um, which uh, as I joked about earlier, I as a kid loved a lot of cartoons with rainbows and now I'm a big homosexual, so <laughs> I don't want to, like, read too much into it, but <laughs> there you go. So, um, I definitely, Rainbow Bright is something I even, there's, like, a 12 or 13 second clip that's the actual, like, audio that somebody's, like, recorded off of a TV on YouTube. Um, and sometimes I'll just put it on because I'm just, like, there's this, like, pew sound effect that I really latch onto. Excellent. <laughs> Jason, uh, Rainbow Bright. I may be voting on it strictly. I mean, you know, I tried to listen to the to the song again and like appreciate it for what it was, but I would be dishonest if I was telling you guys that I wasn't at least partially attached to some of the nostalgia along with it. I remember those toys. I remember wanting some of them. I remember Twink uh, vaguely. Like there was something about sort of that whole vibe that was just very cool and I like rainbows too, but I yeah. guess to this uh, <laughs> different effect. So, you know, yeah. correlation, not necessarily causation, but um, I don't know. There was a lot of fixation on color now that I think about it back in like the 80s cartoons. I mean, between that, uh, Strawberry Shortcake, the Care Bears, there was a lot of emphasis on color. I don't know what that's about. Maybe we'll have to delve into that some point later, but all that and all the merchandising that came from it, I just... I, I dig it. So I think I voted for Rainbow Bright beyond just the music, just sort of everything it represented about like my childhood. There is there's no possible way that we'll be able to separate nostalgia from this bracket. We are three individuals who have deep rooted nostalgic moments with a lot of the theme songs and a lot of the selections that are on this bracket. I mean, it's going to tie in. The reason why I built into my bracket raccoons and Tintin and Teddy Ruxman is because not because they have just these um, unbelievable stellar soundtracks. I think there there are better ones. There are better theme songs on the bracket, but they hit well for me and they were those first ones that i thought of so we are going to be completely honest things are going to be swayed away from the audio quality is better than this audio quality sometimes we just need to vote for that that color or that thing that triggers the, the the hit in our heads that allows us to to think fondly back to our childhood anthony your number two was a mm -hmm. pick that i had never heard of dr snuggles please tell us about that dr snuggles is a dutch british cartoon that was released in like the late 70s. It is all about Dr. Snuggles and his anthropomorphic animal friends. And they have crazy adventures. 
And incidentally, uh, in my research, I found out that Douglas Adams, who is the infamous writer of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, wrote two episodes for this cartoon. But yeah, the theme song is a series of almost like clanking metallic tool sounds. And then it jumps into this like really like Dr. Snuggles, this bouncy theme song that really is just very catchy very wonderful and as a kid i used to love that cartoon i used to love that theme song um but it it was also paired with me with again like sunday afternoon it was usually on something on in ontario here called tv ontario where this uh cartoon would play and then at the end of it it was usually around like the 4 or 4.30 time and then Doctor Who was on. So I would be like jamming there with my Doctor Snuggles and the episode had ended and I'm in my like happy time where I'm like, oh, that was a good episode. It's, you know, so fun song and all of a sudden it ends and then all of a sudden you hear that. And I would run so fast to turn off the TV because I was terrified. So Doctor Snuggles... I know, I was like really affected by that theme song. So much so that I think I gravitated more to the Dr. Snuggles theme song and it just became my like security blanket. And again, it's something that not a lot of people know, but I love when I mention it and somebody will be like, holy shit, I know Dr. Snuggles. And um, that happened with Jason today, which I was so happy to see when you're just like, whoa. And I'm like, yes, so good. Remember that? It's weird. Off the beaten path. Anyway, that's how Dr. Snuggles comes into the conversation. It had a tough battle going into uh, the 2-3 round <laughs> because Anthony brought in Adventures of Gummy Bears as uh, as your number three. And this was one of the theme songs that really got us into thinking mm-hmm. about this bracket. So talk about it, Anthony. Why, why Gummy Bears? Gummy Bears is part of that kind of Disney afternoon block that I know I would probably see Gummy Bears on like Saturday morning, but for Mm -hmm. some reason it's always just paired with me with the like a Disney afternoon block where it was with Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and Darkwing Duck, and Tailspin, and just part of that whole kind of universe, if we're using today's terminology. Um, And Gummy Bears for me was always the one that stuck out, and so Mm -hmm. I was really happy that when we were creating our list i was like oh i have to include that that for me is such a good solid theme song that very little can beat it (laughs) so you're saying that because gummy bears is owned by disney and marvel is owned by disney and we're soon going to be going into like multiverse of madness (laughs) that we're going to be seeing the gummy bears join up with what x-men and the avengers oh my god i'm just i'm just assuming did you just cannot, like <laughs> provide canon material that the gummy bears are part of the MCU? If I put it out there, I, I it can't be on. So much, can't be unwrung. I have so much respect, and we're gonna have like an eight episode. Anyway, I might what start in my the own world podcast. Gummy bear juice. <laughs> it's just so bouncy. There we go. There we go. We're on it. Pim particles, gummy bear juice. They go together perfectly well. So the final choice on your list there, Anthony, uh, your number four was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which yeah. definitely does um, strike a chord with me when, when I was younger seeing seeing that cartoon and I remembered the theme song. Why did that come into your bracket? 
Uh, so for me, that was my introduction to the uh, film of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, was I remember watching the cartoon, and that was based on The Return of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, which had come out, like I guess, a couple prior years before. And the characters in the cartoon are based on that kind of film. And so once I saw the cartoon, I was like, this theme song is amazing, and also the show was really weird. So I immediately, like you know, I was like 11 or 12, started to go find these old cult movies of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and wouldn't you know it, but Mr. George Clooney shows up in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, it's one of his first, like, film roles, and at that point, I think he was also starring on Roseanne, and mm-hmm. anyway, it's, uh, I think the cartoon was a really fun introduction to cult things for me. Like, un- kind of, again, as I've talked about in the past, I think I always had a kind of uh, attraction to weird and odd, strange things. And to me, there's really nothing weirder than a kid's cartoon about a mutant tomato and a mad scientist trying to take over the world. I was like, oh, this is this is nice. This is different. This is unusual. <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm on board with this. <laughs> right. This is nice. Well, we had the play-in round. So Rainbow Bright was going up against Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And by a vote of two to one, I was the only dissent. I really enjoyed Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And I thought Rainbow Bright was just a touch repetitive to me. But (laughs) it went on. And the next round, the 2-3, Dr. Snuggles versus Gummy Bears, was a clean sweep. Gummy Bears advances on to face Rainbow Bright in the the final round there for Anthony's play-in. And it continued to thrash and win as Gummy Bears beat out Rainbow Bright uh, by a strong majority there and it will be going up against a really tough opponent as the 12 seed there so with our playing theme songs ready to go we have silverhawks from jason we've got the adventures of teddy ruxpin from my bracket and uh, adventures of gummy bears from anthony's we have our final 64 team bracket and what a bracket it is <laughs> But before we get into the breakdown of the He-Man region, we're going to take a break, listen to each of the matchups, and then come back ready to go. You can do the same by listening to our playlist found at the Even the Score YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to grab a copy of the bracket on either Twitter or Instagram, both of which for the Even the Score podcast are at Even the Score. This is also a perfect time to tell you about another great podcast you should be listening to, like the 500 Greatest Films podcast. We're talking soundtracks and scores here at Even the Score. Hector and Keller talk about the whole dang movie. Those two hosts are on a 10-year-long journey to watch the 500 greatest movies of all time. I recommend episode 471, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Such a great movie with an amazing score. You can find the 500 greatest movies of all time at anchor.fm slash 500 greatest film podcast. And subscribe to their show on your podcast app of choice. Now, let's get back to the Cartoon TV theme song bracket breakdown. Well, we have just finished listening to the He-Man region matchups. We have some thoughts. Let's go through them individually. I think we all did really well in what uh, what we were thinking was going to go on. A few contentious areas, but let's just kind of rattle through some of the uh, the easy victories there. So the 1 versus 16 matchup, DuckTales versus Super Friends. We unanimously selected DuckTales. It was the overall number one pick in all of the rankings that i've done it showed up on all the lists it is our top seed it is advancing into the next rounds any thoughts on the ducktales theme uh i have a couple words life is like a hurricane (laughs) 
in Duckburg. That song is just... I am going to root for DuckTales all the way to the end. Easily, like right off the top of the bat, I'm going to say DuckTales is my favorite theme song. And I'm rooting for it for the end, but easily no question against Super Friends. I mean, Super Friends are cool, but... When you've got Aquaman as one of your top four superheroes, ah. I'm sorry. Bird. There's just no no level bird, of, of intro. Right. No level of intro Aquatic song is bird. really going to... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got one word, maybe one hyphenated word. A woo. That's, that's, all, that's all that needs to be said. Oh my god, yes. Spot on. Well, let's move on to our two versus 15. We have the Jetsons versus Winnie the Pooh. We have our first major upset. We we obviously had a one uh, lose to a four in Jason's play in bracket. Or no, in uh, Anthony's play in bracket. But here we have the Jetsons losing to Winnie the Pooh. Any thoughts from either of you as to how that occurred? Well, I'll just say, I mean, like we were talking about before, the Jetsons is very much similar to the Flintstones. I mean, there's a lot to love about both of them, but... It's not that special to me. The difference between that and Winnie the Pooh is Winnie the Pooh was very much like a huge Saturday morning thing. And like there's just such a sweetness about that theme song and about the cartoon, period, that I just it, it wins over the Jetsons hands down. Yeah, I'm thinking the exact same thing. I mean, we were just speaking about this as we were listening to the uh, songs. The Jetsons is one of those theme songs that spells out kind of everything that you should know in every single episode. I don't know if it's just the era. It just here are our characters they're look at they're getting into crazy hijinks i love the sound effects that goes into the jetsons theme song but of course those carry over into the show i'm listening to this for the musicality of it and i just think winnie the pooh kind of knocks it out of the park um i'm a winnie the pooh stan i really enjoy the entire winnie the pooh the books the like the disney franchise how they've totally warped it <laughs> like i actually enjoy all incarnations of winnie the pooh and i think this one really does stand in my mind nostalgically for the catchiness of it but also just i think it was a fun uh, in iteration of winnie the pooh in the 90s that kind of was part of the michael eisner oh yeah, yeah. Good call. he's like a big part of a lot of the theme songs that are going to be on this list is can actually be tied back to Michael Eisner changing things up at Disney. So I'm glad to see it move on. It advances into the round of 32, as well as in our three versus 14 matchup, the Simpsons versus Steven Universe. Steven Universe is, I believe, the uh, youngest qualifying theme song to make it into the bracket, but it unfortunately gets beat by an establishment, a, a cartoon that has been around for... Some would say way too long. The Simpsons do beat Steven Universe in a 3-0 selection by us here on the panel. I will say uh, the Simpsons are classic. I mean, they have definitely overstayed their welcome. I am very much of the, there was a golden age of the Simpsons where it was um, must-see TV. Yes, it doesn't fit into the Saturday morning side of things, but it is still one of those institutions that I will go back to those heyday episodes and continue to watch. For me, it was an easy choice. As great as Steven Universe is, I think that's a really catchy first season uh, theme song i had to advance the simpsons forward i'll just say that as much as i actually enjoyed watching steven universe uh relatively recently and as much as i don't necessarily i'm not like a huge simpsons person i mean i think for me the simpsons had its moment going way back to when it was on the tracy ullman show and then like sort of in the 90s where like the focus was on bart after about that though I kind of stopped paying attention. I mean, I but again, it's just way too iconic. I have a Simpsons tattoo, 
So get out! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I'm a big Simpsons fan. I think it. I like even though it's way past exactly. Like I'm a season one to twelve queen, and even twelve, you're pushing it. It gets into the Armin Tamzarian episode. But I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I still quote it. I still like. I'm glad that they're making episodes. Like just churn it out as much as you can. I say go for it. But yeah, the theme song is just so iconic i mean steven universe is such a beautiful cartoon and it's its own entity that i'm so glad found its audience um and i think even musically it would challenge the simpsons for like clever cohesive emotional songs and i would even say steven universe goes beyond the simpsons the way steven universe uses music to delve into emotion i think is so much more complex but that's for a different episode right now it's just theme songs can I also guess that the tattoo is from when Bart uh, made the prank phone call to Australia and across ah. your butt you have Don't Tread On Me? Ah. Is that, I'm just assuming I that's it. Like... <laughs> no, I'm not going to give away, but you can continue guessing which reference is the tattoo. Okay. <laughs> it's a fighting hellfish? Uh, no, that would be oh, too okay. on the nose. Dang, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to keep trying. <laughs> As we move on, uh, we go into our 4 versus 13. So we have Darkwing Duck versus Tom and Jerry Tails. I think this was another easy one for us to all put forward. Darkwing Duck into the next round. This was definitely one of those shows that was my Saturday morning, for sure, when I was younger. I was on board with this. And when I when I saw it come up onto the bracket, I knew, yeah, that one's got to move on. I didn't know who was it was going to go up against originally. But um, the Tom and Jerry Tales theme just doesn't do much for me it's a lot of sort of repetition and it's it's kind of rather busy for me as a theme song darkwing duck i mean it, it hits all those 90s nostalgia moments for me it's musically really good lyrically it's really fun um so yeah darkwing for me for sure the one thing that I'll say about Darkwing Duck is I didn't watch it as much, partially because I think of the time and sort of like where it is in canon and what I was doing around about that time in, I guess that had to be the early 90s. But the theme song is great. And I love the New Jack Swing element. And I don't even think I caught that so much as like when we listened to it just now. I was like, oh yeah, this is totally a product of the 90s and everything that was going on. To a certain extent, you could have taken that beat and then like Bobby Brown could have sung over it or like any of the Teddy Riley stuff. Like it oddly enough fits in along with that pretty well. So yeah, that was a, a great theme song. Agreed. I And I really... Uh, I have always listened to this, um, but it isn't until we had this conversation that I'm like, I always listen to this theme song, but having this conversation, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is a really big product of the nineties. Like, I think I sometimes immerse myself so much into it that I kind of forget that there are specific tropes and like genres of music and Darkwing Duck definitely is a big product of that. So from the way that the bracket's laid out, we potentially have some very violent duck violence coming up here very shortly, depending on how the next round yeah, goes. We're going to see how that pans out. There might out. be some duck-on-duck crime. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be brutal. But let's continue on into our 5 versus 12, which is Family Guy versus Jason, your play, and Silverhawks. And ring that bell. We've got another upset here. We've got a 3-0 victory for Silverhawks beating out Family Guy. Anybody want to take a stab at uh, how that happened? Uh, have you listened to the Silverhawks soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. And was it an upset? 
I mean, really though? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, which I'm one of us was like it. rooting for Family Guy theme song? Because I know Zero it might be. Uh, I really love that Silverhawks theme song. As I mentioned before, I've never heard it before today, and holy shit, uh, I am blown away. Like. I am so glad that it's carrying on. And Family Guy was just so, like I said, I can sing along to it and I can probably re- recite it from memory. But Silverhawks uh, has so much more going on, i.e. a hawk screech. No, oh, it's brilliant. I think Silverhawks is, is, in facing Family Guy, it couldn't have had an easier path into the round of 32. I think it could have faced a bunch of other contenders and I still think easily make it. Musically, it is tight. It is a really good minute of action-packed music for a cartoon that I had never seen before. I, I guess I'm glad that it entered at this particular point because it is a really good theme. But yeah, you know, Family Guy is cool. I Again, I was a little surprised that it even made this list sort of given where we were talking about this going initially with like cartoon theme songs. And yeah, like Anthony, I can sing that song verbatim. It's just that it's kind of, it's okay. It works great for that series, but it just doesn't, I don't know. Like I, I don't find myself thinking about it very much outside of the context of Family Guy. So for sure. The theme song is pretty much forgettable. We can move on from there. Uh, as we go into our six versus 11, the matches start to get a little bit tighter here. So we see Dexter's Laboratory going up against Hey Arnold, and this is where we first saw a dissenting opinion. So it was a 2-1 vote in favor of Dexter's Lab, but for me, I thought Hey Arnold did kind of beat it just a little bit. And for me, Hey Arnold, uh, I think it's a jazzier sort of theme. I'm not the biggest fan of Arnold being screamed throughout the entire thing. Um, I think later seasons of the Dexter's Lab theme song really do get better, but as we are comparing season one themes, and that's that's right across the board here, we're trying to grab season one themes for all of these shows. I think that Hey Arnold just kind of pipped it a little bit, but you two uh, disagreed with me, put forward uh, Dexter's Lab. Any thoughts on that? I loved Dexter's Laboratory a lot when I was growing up, more so than Hey Arnold. I think I would catch Hey Arnold every once in a while, um, but I was fully into Dexter's Laboratory, and I would actually seek it out. I remember because it, it was kind of on at weird times, and every time the... Th- um, I would watch it. I would really appreciate the theme song, but it never stayed with me. And so, like, it wasn't until that we again rewatched this, and I was like, oh, right, I really dug the theme song. So when I listened to the Hey Arnold, the same thing happened. I was like, wow, I actually really appreciate the Hey Arnold theme song. I think it's really, like you said, it's catchy, jazzy. Like, it's got this kind of fun beat to it that kind of carries throughout i actually really appreciate the screaming of arnold throughout of it i think it's like (laughs) it's kind of weird and um aggressive but it's also for me a bit of a comedy beat the first couple times you're like ah and then the fourth and fifth time you're like "Uh." and then by the end of it you're like all right arnold (laughs) nice jason I'll just say that, um, hey Arnold, like I didn't get into watching it very much. Uh, I think from past episodes, you know I'm a huge fan of jazz. So I like that aspect of it. The hey Arnold for me is sort of, I guess that's what made it kind of 90s. It has sort of that feel to it. I just don't necessarily like the contrast between the theme and the shouting of the hey Arnold. Like it's trying to bring two things together that I don't necessarily think fit. And whereas with uh, Dexter's Lab, even without the vocals that come later on in that series, I do like the switches between range. Like, I like how it's delicate. And then it's sort of like this 
big sort of horns blaring thing at like different points like I, I like that contrast so and also like anthony i'm a huge dexter's lab fan i always loved that play between dexter and Dee Dee and just like everything that was going on with them like i i, I stand dexter so there we are perfect we are we are seeing dexter's lab continue on into the round of 32 uh for our penultimate uh matchup here we've got the seven versus ten josie and the pussycats versus rugrats and we we saw some real turmoil here with uh with this vote um anthony take us through what the the problems were from josie versus rugrats i like they're both really iconic themes especially but from two very different eras so josie is like the early 70s that like archie scooby do like it's definitely getting into the hand of Barbera and I think they just so encompass exactly what Josie and the Pussycats was trying to do which is mystery solving musicians and that's such like a, a specific trope but I think they do such a fun theme but then for me the Rugrats theme which is done by Mark Mothersborough from Devo um, and this is like one of his first like other fortes into like film and television and he actually has a huge history of going into felt film and television and I was so torn because the Rugrats theme is such a fun bop like it just it, like it brings me back to the cartoon I'm like oh right I remember Tommy and Chucky walking around and that whole intro which is so fun but Josie and the Pussycats is just too iconic. So Anthony's vote was for Josie. My vote was also for Josie. I definitely don't have a strong link to Rugrats. I watched the show when I was younger. In listening to the theme now, I think it is, it just musically just doesn't do it for me anymore. And I, I understand the importance of it and, and the power behind it. And so many people like it. But for me, I thought Josie just fit better. So it was a, it was kind of an easier vote for me. Uh, Jason, what was your take? I went for Josie. I mean, let me just say that up front. I will say that it would have been, and I, as I told you guys before, it would have been a lot harder for me if the theme for Rugrats was actually Maya's Take Me There, because that song is awesome. The theme by itself sort of is delicate and playful as it was. I mean, it's nice, and I know exactly what it is the moment I hear it. A little bit of controversy here, but I'm just going to say there is something about women band cartoons that end up producing amazing themes. And I honestly, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing here. I, I think that there's one on this list that's probably going to run away with things because it's just so incredibly awesome. Mm. Having said that, though, Josie is just like, it's so... It's so a product of its era. It fits on with like a lot of other things that were on TV, not just cartoons. I'm thinking about like, you know, sort of the Partridge family, the monkeys, like all mm -hmm. those things that had great themes. Like I barely remember what that was about. Like, so saying that it was about mystery solving. Oh yeah. A la Scooby-Doo. I kind of forgot that, but I didn't forget that theme and I probably never will. Exactly. Yeah. We come into probably the most contentious of in the bracket so far, um, the eight versus nine. It's the X-Men 90s cartoon theme song versus season one Pokemon. So we had another split decision here, 2-1 in favor of our eventual winner. Jason, take us through your pick. So it's, it's kind of fitting we're having this uh, conversation 25 years for Pokemon's anniversary. But for me, it just represents way too much. Too much of my TV viewing, too much of my video game playing. It's just way too iconic. And when the Pokemon themed song comes on, there's just something so aspirational about like, I, I want to be the very best. Like I, it, it just kind of puts you in a certain mindset. Pokemon has a grip on me, man, and it always will. So that was one vote for Pokemon. Anthony, what was your pick? My vote was for X-Men. Uh, I 
to love the Pokemon franchise, I still will, when I'm saying Pokemon, I will say Pokemon, just in the same way of that theme song, because it's so iconic. But the X-Men theme song, with its blaring guitar riffs, and just that, it just really hooked me when I was watching it. Um, and X-Men as a franchise uh, is really dear to my heart as a queer person because there really is some strong messaging about othering and marginalized people and being that outsider. And I really I think a lot of people can gravitate, gravitate towards that message. But as a queer person, X-Men has such a strong history and a strong correlation. And it started with the cartoon. Um, so that's why it gets a big vote for me. However, Don, what was... What was your vote? What was my vote? This is what we're going to do, are we? You're just going to put me on the spot. I I think this was the tightest race in the entire bracket. Like all of the, the first round yes. choices based on the rankings that came down when I was doing all the sorting, I'd look through it and go, okay, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Then I saw this one and this is like, holy this is going to be bad. This is going to be a bad conversation because somebody's going to get hurt here. And unfortunately, in this situation, it is Anthony's choice of X-Men. I had to go with the Pokemon theme. I, I just think the history of the song still, like for the Pokemon theme to still be relevant, like it's still catchy. I can still recall it. The X-Men theme, I can I can still remember the guitar riffs. But for me, it's it's the same thing basically done twice you hear it for for a certain segment and then they just redo it again and i That's as true. much as i love it and i can i can listen to it i could put it on like in putting together the the playlist i was listening to the x-men theme like constantly like yeah man this is really good but it's up against pokemon like how do you how do you go against that and i was talking about this when we were listening to it the 90s feel of the the pokemon theme and just how it's that training montage i think there's just this cool sort of build and build and really interesting lyrics to it a really good tune i'm on board with what Pokemon was dishing out so that it had to advance for me so apologies to Anthony but uh, cheers to Jason and I to, <laughs> to push forward Pokemon here but we have a very interesting round of 32 here for our He-Man region we have DuckTales versus Pokemon we have Silverhawks versus Darkwing Duck we've got The Simpsons versus Dexter's Laboratory and we've got Josie and the Pussycats versus the unbelievable underdog Cinderella story of the He-Man region Winnie the Pooh going through <laughs> as a 15 seed beating a two so let's move into our uh, our round of 32 here we are going to break down this he-man region and we are going to start shattering some dreams of some of these teams who are not going to get it out of get out of this first weekend let's take a look at our first matchup here our reigning number one seed of the entire tournament ducktales versus pokemon as we just talked about really contentious um, vote for the eight versus nine x-men versus pokemon but now we go into ducktales versus pokemon and this is where i'm going to break from my original comments and say it's got to be ducktales oh, yes. i'm definitely pulling ducktales through um my vote is also for ducktales I'm sorry, Jason. No, you actually you would you might think that I would go into this being oh yeah Pokemon it's got to be Pokemon to the end. Ducktales is too awesome. It just is. Ah, um, yes, oh bless. Yeah, no, I mean because I fully realized that Pokemon now is like this global phenomenon, right? And everything related to mm -hmm. it is pretty amazing, but it's still pretty niche, right? Like there's it's not this universal sure. thing. Whereas I feel like. DuckTales affects so many people, no matter where you are, like what, what sort of friends you had growing up, like whether you were the cool kids, whether you weren't, whether like no matter where you fit in, DuckTales is just like 
that theme that just it makes me feel a certain way and i i really enjoy it so ducktales advances and we are going to get into our next round we have uh the number four seed darkwing duck uh versus jason you're playing silverhawks jason i'm going to go to you first what is your vote to move forward into the the sweet could 16? be a lack of familiarity on my part or just not having that same connection but i will have to go with silverhawks here it, the, the theme is just too awesome anthony what do you got i love the bird versus bird theme that we've got going on here this is really scary I love that Silverhawks theme. I'm really impressed with it, and I'm probably going to listen to it a lot this week, but Darkwing Duck is my vote. I love that theme song, and I have too many personal attachments to it that I'm, it gets my vote. So it comes no down pressure. to to break the tie. Here we go. I like them both. They're both really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are definitely both of their, their era. Mm-hmm, but only one can be the winner. But only one can be the better. And I've got to advance Darkwing. I think Darkwing has got to move forward. As much as I liked Silverhawks, I think Darkwing Duck, again, it, it it's something a little bit different than some of the other 90s themes that we're hearing. And I just, again, I have too much familiarity with it as well. So we are seeing Darkwing Duck advance into the Sweet 16. Silverhawks made it in through the play-in round, beat Family Guy, made it into that second round. Congrats to them, but this is where their run ends. Good luck to you in, ne- in next year's uh-huh. tournament. Let's <laughs> yeah. jump down to, uh, we will go down to uh, our three versus six, the Simpsons versus Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, Anthony, how about you take it first and tell us uh, which one goes on for you? So this one uh, is a bit of an interesting decision because Dexter Laboratory, and again, I'm really more familiar with the original, the sci-fi, no narration. So I really love that instrumental and it's just very weird and exactly what I expect from the cartoon. But uh, I think I'm going to give it to The Simpsons. I The longevity of that theme is going to stay with me forever. And as you said, I also had songs in the key of Springfield. On CD, I've been looking out for on vinyl, and it hasn't been released yet. Disney, now that I am a corporate whore for you, <laughs> please release the songs in the key of Springfield if you're listening. Anyway, The Simpsons gets my vote. Jason, who you got? Well, I guess I got to be contrarian, but I'm going to go with Dexter's Lab here. Not me again. I cannot forgive the simpsons for their recent run of garbage (laughs) (laughs) i can't i cannot oh you can't hold season 29 against the simpsons (laughs) i'm i'm not i'm holding seasons 12 through 29 against the simpsons i i have i've completely removed the simpsons from my life like i was such a diehard simpsons fan i have a ton of their seasons on dvd i own those discs like songs in the key of simpsons and their their first disc where they did like covers of songs where the uh, dude the bartman came out and homer was singing bored under a bad sign like ridiculous stuff i was a huge fan but i i i am so now removed from the simpsons that in listening to the theme song it just did nothing for me whereas i think dexter's laboratory is still kind of all right I remember that I'm enjoying it. Whereas now with the Simpsons, I just associate it with like just un- like unhappiness. So <laughs> for that reason, and I do think it is a little bit better musically, I'm going to go with Dexter's Laboratory. And that is going to advance to the Sweet 16 controversially. 
All right, let's take a look at our next matchup. We have Josie and the Pussycats, our number seven seed, going up against the Cinderella of it all, uh, Winnie the Pooh. And I will go first because I'm going to <laughs> <great laughs> yes. I am going to vote Josie and the Pussycats. I think that it's more fun, as we were just mentioning, these um, girl group cartoon shows. They bring out really great music. Just musical group um, cartoons as well really bring out great music. And that theme song is dang catchy. Who's got a vote for either or? Uh, I'm rocking with uh, Josie. Anthony. It's a threequel. Josie there and the Pussycats. Are. I think it's just such a fun number that I'm really happy to see it move on. And I think it deserves it. All right. So we have our Sweet 16 for the He-Man region. We've got DuckTales versus Darkwing. Oh, my God. And we've got <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory versus <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Let's jump into that first matchup there. We have the overall number one seed, DuckTales, oh going God. up against Darkwing Duck. Oh. We've got Duck on Duck <laughs> Violence. I actually here. don't feel like Who this do is so we? hard, but maybe it's just me. I guess it's not DuckTales. DuckTales. Jason? It's a clean sweep for DuckTales. That was absolutely not that difficult. <laughs> Do we say why? Like, why was it so so easy? Why was it such Race a... Race cars, a lasers, aeroplanes, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? I believe no. Jason has, yes, summed up that argument quite well. <laughs> it's so good. All right, as we get there, we are in Dexter's Laboratory versus Josie and the Pussycats. I am going to vote Josie. Josie. I'm also going to vote Josie. I, we have a... Yeah. I, I Again, Dexter's Laboratory. So classic and so wonderful, but mm, Josie. It might have so been a wee right. bit different if we were comparing the vocal version of Dexter's Lab and Josie mm, and the Pussycat, but... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Josie. There's so many really cool elements of that that vocalized version or the, the version with lyrics from Dexter's Laboratory. And some of these other later season theme songs vary it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I do think yeah Josie reigns supreme here as we, we have put it through in a 3-0 vote. Now we go into that Elite Eight. We need a winner from this, uh, this region. He-Man needs a representative in the final four. Who's it going to be, Anthony? DuckTales. DuckTales. Sorry, ladies. And it is... A clean sweep, DuckTales, the number one seed, moves on to the final four. Congratulations, citizens Yay! of DuckBird. Congratulations, Scrooge McDuck. You are moving on. We have a winner. Yeah. We have a winner from the He-Man region. is one of the four regions that we are planning on breaking down in what is going to be a serialized podcast seriously this is like the middle earth of tv cartoon theme songs but what a fun topic to talk about yeah. this was this is a really great conversation i think i think we had a real big well, blast think about it this. though yeah, that was so good i mean college basketball college football it takes yes. weeks to sort out, right? I mean, this, what we're Very talking true. about here is pretty epic in its own right. So it's only fitting that we couldn't put a bow on it after one particular episode of this uh, podcast. And you're absolutely right. How could we be mad when a song like DuckTales comes out on top, right? Like, it's very true. I think we're doing, we're doing good work. 
So here's what we're going to do. We are going to end this episode here and look at our other three regions in subsequent episodes. That way we can send our listeners to our various social media accounts to fill out their own brackets, let us know what you think should have happened in the He-Man region, and to vote on our Twitter polls. So here's a few places where you can find us now. Follow us on Twitter at EvenTheScorePod. We are super active there and you can vote on your matchups and retweet our episode links. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find the link to our YouTube channel on our pinned tweet or just search for Even the Score Podcast. There you're going to find the playlists which allow you to listen to each of the matchups as they are shown in the bracket. So go ahead and give them a listen, play along, fill out your brackets. It's a really enjoyable experience. Instagram is also another place you can interact with us. At Even the Score Pod is our name there. Follow us, and we'll be posting pictures and memes galore there. We also want to hear from you via email. Drop us a line, tell us how we're doing, or let us know some fun topics we should talk about once we wrap up our cartoon TV theme song bracket. Our email address is even the score podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to find us on your podcast app of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser. We are pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Share our episodes, rate and review us. Of course, five-star reviews are fantastic. And let the people know just how much you enjoy the three of us talking about soundtracks and scores. Every review, every rating really helps us uh, small podcasts get known and get noticed. So please, we really do appreciate any reviews or ratings that we get. I, of course, want to thank Anthony and Jason for being here, as always, to talk about the silliness that we talk about. Thank you very much to you both. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you uh, for everything you're doing behind the scenes that the the uh, hopefully soon-to-be fans, I mean, folks that listen to this podcast and enjoy it, uh, count themselves as. And, uh, you know, and also I just point a personal privilege. I'd like to thank those folks that have already given us ratings uh, and uh, shared their point of view with how we're doing we really appreciate it yeah we truly do appreciate the support we've already received those who have already given us ratings and reviews thank you very much um we are really appreciative of all the support and i mirror exactly what jason was uh was just saying so that is it for us at the even the score podcast for another episode thank you very much for listening and we will talk to you next time Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes, man. Come on. What, what else is there to say?